What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm Shelly Metling, and I've been sharing my infertility journey openly on YouTube for about a year now. With four losses ourselves and one rainbow baby on the way, I wanted a platform for you babes to share your stories. So girl, sit back, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry, because we are about to get real on the ins and outs of pregnancy loss in the 21st century. We have Gina Osterman on the show today. Hi, Gina. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So Gina and I actually went to high school together, and Gina is a doula, so I thought that it would be really interesting and fun just to, like, pick her brain about, you know, what a doula actually is, and then also just kind of, like, her take on pregnancy loss, maybe, you know, having clients who have had miscarriages in the past, and then also chat a little bit about um, a miscarriage that she's had as well. So, Gina, um, when did you become a doula? I became a doula a little more than three years ago. So I've been doing this for a while now. Okay. And you just, did you just recently go full-time with it? I did. Yeah. I'd been um, kind of doing, taking on clients um, as a birth doula part-time and still working um, a a part-time job after I um, had my own daughter. I decided to go part-time with that. And then I just realized like this is really what I love to do. So I decided to just kind of jump in partially inspired by you, Shelly, and just go for it full time. And I'm so glad that I did. I love that. I love keeping up with like your Instagram and your Facebook and stuff too. (laughs) Uh, You have like the most beautiful pictures. I know you work with a photographer too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually have um, a partner as part of my business who is also a birth doula, but she mainly does birth photography. And then I also do birth photography, um, you know, to support her as well. Okay. This might be a stupid question, but what, (laughs) what, like, why is it called a doula? Um, so doula actually has root words in Greek and it kind of means servant. Um, and so that's pretty much what a doula is, is you are there to, um, serve that family during the whole birthing process, kind of from their pregnancy, um, even into postpartum and early parenting. Oh, interesting. So when, like, when would somebody typically like start with a doula? Yeah. um, So it kind of depends. There are people that are called full spectrum doulas um, and they kind of take people on even when they're trying to conceive. Um, But like a birth doula, typically you'll take on clients um, usually in that kind of like 30 week plus period. But that being said, I have clients right now that are 17 weeks, 20 weeks. And then I've also taken on clients at like 40 weeks and then done to their birth the next day. Yeah. Um, Sometimes people have circumstances in their pregnancy when they think, oh, you know, I think I'm going to have to have a cesarean birth or they just all of a sudden their minds change and what they want for their their birth experience. And so they call me up and I'm, I'm there with them. Cool. Okay. So you, are you like kind of there partially for like support and comfort? Is that like to ask (laughs) questions or like what? Yeah, it's kind of a multifaceted role. I think the most important thing people should know about a doula is it's not taking place of something like a midwife or an OB. I am there not to provide any sort of medical advice or medical support. You know, I'm not going to check your cervix. I'm not going to catch your baby. I'm not, you know, I shouldn't be giving you any sort of 
um, advice in regards to medical things. Um, okay. But what I am there to be is to be um, the person that is there for the rest of who you are during your birth process. So obviously you're, you're being well taken care of physically um, and your medical health and your baby's medical health is being taken care of by your provider and your nurses. Um, but I'm there to take care of the rest of you. So to provide emotional support during an experience that is highly emotional and where you're highly vulnerable um, and to be able to provide physical support as well. So um, whether that's helping you find tools to make the experience more comfortable for you, and this is for people that want both a medicated or an unmedicated birth. So for people that want to have a quote unquote natural birth or people that are like, give me that epidural ASAP. Um, Because you're also physically supporting people in like optimal positioning. So the way that your baby comes down through labor is going to help kind of determine how long your birth is going to take and how long you're going to be pushing. So I'm there to kind of read the signs of what your body is telling me and figure out, okay, how can we get you and your baby into the best position so that we're not doing this for a really long period of time? Yeah. And then on top of that, I am kind of a birth encyclopedia for people. So I myself am also um, a childbirth educator. So I've got a lot of birthy knowledge in my head. Um, So when things come up for people like interventions, like we'd like to um, start you on Pitocin or you have the option to give your baby erythromycin after they're born, things like that. I'm there to give people evidence-based information so that they're able to make fully informed decisions um, and not just kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) So cool. So they can kind of like, the doctor will like say something they can kind of turn to you for like information basically yeah Yeah. doctors and nurses are super busy and so they don't necessarily have the time to like sit down and answer people's questions Mm -hmm. um about what a specific thing entails so I'm there to do that for both you know the birthing person and the partner um and all of the things that I'm giving to the birthing person I'm also giving to the partner you know they need support they need to rest. And they also need a lot of information on what they can be doing to really support their partner. I'm kind of there to make the birthing um, person's partner look like, like whisper in their ear and be like, you should do this thing to help your partner. (laughs) Make them look like a champ. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So you've had a miscarriage yourself. I don't know much about your story. Would you mind giving us a little background on that? Sure. So um, my husband and I actually, um, so we both have some fertility, um, con- some conditions that can cause um, some fertility issues um, between both of us. And so when we were looking to have our first kid, we were like, oh my gosh, this might take a really long time. We should just get started now <laughs> before we're married. Yeah. Um, so we were like, let's go for it. And, you know, we were super lucky. We were able to actually get pregnant very surprisingly right away with our first child. So even though we knew we had these, you know, um, conditions that could potentially make things difficult for us to conceive, we thought it would be the exact same thing when we decided, oh, let's have another one. Um, and it wasn't the case. Um, you know, we were trying to conceive over the course of a year and it just wasn't happening. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about secondary infertility, you know, um, it's Mm -hmm. kind of, it's kind of one of those things that I'm sure that, you know, being in this world is, is even like less talked about because people are kind of afraid to say, Hey, I'm trying to have another kid, but I already have one. 
So I feel like maybe I shouldn't feel so bad because I, I'm lucky enough to have one, but I want another one. Um, so that was kind of our situation and my situation. Um, I had an early miscarriage, um, that was, you know, only a couple of weeks into having known that I was pregnant. Um, but as I'm sure, you know, that's still really gut wrenching. Like it's like you get, this is your baby, right? Like Mm -hmm. you are so excited and you're like, that's, we, we did it. We did it. And it was really, really hard. Um, it was really hard kind of grieving that process while also still having to be a mom to my other kid. It, yeah. it was very confusing for me. And so I went to a lot of therapy to address it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so do you think that – I mean, were you a doula already when you went through the miscarriage? Okay. I, I was. Gonna, I was going to say um, – I was just curious if that had, like, a role at all in you becoming a doula or not, but – I'm sure it affected you in some sort of way. I mean, after having a miscarriage, did you feel like what did things change at all in the sense of like you supporting other people through their pregnancies? Um, it, I, I had at that, at that point I had already supported people, um, who had been, you know, who had had a pregnancy after loss. So that was very familiar to me. I think what role being a doula played in that situation is that I I knew way too much information. Yeah. Um, So I, you know, I just had this head full of knowledge about, you know, miscarriage and early pregnancy and loss and all of this stuff that I almost was, was was being way too intense with myself. And rather than just letting myself feel, I was really kind of overanalyzing and really kind of trying to doula myself, which is really inappropriate to do. <laughs> you can't really doula yourself. Um, you need other people to do that for you. Um, so yeah, it was, I, I realized after several days, I needed to actually reach out for other people's help and that I couldn't, even though I knew that information of what to do and like how to kind of quote-unquote support myself I needed to have other people do it for me that makes so much sense um what I'm just curious like because I know you said you you've supported women who have had miscarriage and then they're pregnant and I'm sure you've supported people who haven't had miscarriage as well right so what's have you noticed like a difference at all in your clients who have had a miscarriage versus those who haven't for sure. Um, you know, we call them rainbow babies for a reason. They're this beautiful shining light at the end of something that's been really, really hard and this storm that you've had to weather. And I think what a lot of people don't understand about have a pregnancy after a loss is I think most people assume like, oh my gosh, you should just be so happy and so excited. You've just had this, you know, you're pregnant now and you're going to have this baby. But it comes with a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of what I've experienced from my clients, fear. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've lost pregnancy. And to, even when things are going well with my clients, there's this this sense of, of, I'm really excited, but I'm also really scared this is going to get ripped away from me. Um, even when they're getting to the stages of their pregnancy where, you know, a miscarriage is less likely, they're still like, you know, they have Dopplers that they're checking their baby's heartbeat with. They do get stuff like white coat syndrome when they go in because they're afraid that they're, you know, 
something is going to be wrong. And that is super, super common. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's common for any pregnant woman, but when you've had a loss, it's especially easy to go to that place. And so usually when I work with women who have had a previous pregnancy loss, I really advise them. I'm like, you know, if you haven't talked to somebody about this, even if it's only once, I would talk to a professional about it because they can give you other tools, um, you know, given your experiences that may be able to help you kind of cope through this. Because my fear is that it'll always kind of come up during labor for people. And I yeah. just, you know, I, I, I want them to have a positive birth experience. And sometimes it's easiest to do that when you kind of work through some of this stuff that undoubtedly leaves an emotional impact on you, even if you don't see it right away, because mm-hmm. um, you, it can come up in other places. For sure. And I'm sure you're like, as a doula, you having personally gone through that is extremely helpful for yeah. you as a doula and for the women that you're helping just to kind of relate on that level. It is. And it's also helpful. I mean, not that I didn't think that I was, um, not that I, I thought that I was choosing the wrong words before with those clients, um, but I definitely just had a different sense of um, understanding the power of my words with people yeah. when I was discussing pregnancy after loss with them um, and just kind of honoring the whole experience that they've been through because it's not just you know, this nine months, it's all of the time before that as well is, is a part of this journey for them. Um, And making sure that that doesn't get forgotten about and that they understand that I see that as well, that that is a part of this whole journey um, to meet this baby that they're about to meet. Yeah. So when you become a doula, do you like go through like schooling, a certification? Like what's the process? Yeah. So um, to be a doula, uh, you are, you have to receive some sort of doula training. Um, There are several really great organizations um, internationally that do um, doula training. Um, I have done mine through DONA, which is really kind of the most um, common and most well well-known doula organization. Um, but after that, um, what people then do is they, um, they get certified. And the certification process is usually involving, um, you know, doing additional studying and education and attending births um, <clears throat> and then completing this whole process of showing that you have completed these births, getting referrals from people who have been at the births with you, um, getting referrals from um nurses or uh, midwives or OBs that have been at births with you. Um, And then from there, once you're certified and you have achieved that process, every couple of years you need to recertify again. Um, So you're kind of showing, yes, I have been attending births. Here are the births I've been attending. And then really kind of filling out the exact same paperwork to show like I am, you know, still keeping up with what is current in the evidence for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. Okay. So do they prep you at all for like pregnancy loss when you're going through that? Or is it more like, um, like experience wise, like as you experience it is where you learn? I think that there's um, a minor prep of it um, in some organizations. There's actually a specific, um, there's actually a specific organization um, called, uh, crap, 
I'm forgetting it. <laughs> I think okay. it's still birth. I think it's still birthday. Um, and it's a specific organization that, you know, trans women are people to be doulas, um, but they really put a focus on pregnancy loss and how to be a doula through pregnancy loss. Um, So there is an organization out there that really does help people um, become a doula focused on, you know, supporting people through miscarriage, through pregnancy after loss, through, um, you know, pregnancy, you know, where a baby, you know, may be born as a stillbirth and things like that. Um, So there are kind of more focused organizations out there for that. Super cool. If, um, what would be just out of curiosity, like your, you know, your own take on this. So what would be the benefits of a doula for someone who has experienced miscarriage? Yeah. Um, well, there's in general, there's, you know, evidence supported benefits for doulas for everybody, um, that I would highly recommend looking up. Um, but specifically for somebody that has, you know, had a previous pregnancy loss, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, um, you may be feeling like, oh, okay, I've worked through this. I'm feeling good. I, you know, cause we all grieve and we all cope through things in different ways. Um, but you know, a lot of times it will somehow pop up through the experience. Um, and it could be, and, and I, I'm not saying that to be like, it could pop up like negatively, like your um, previous pregnancy loss could pop up in a really positive way during your labor. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it could also pop up in a way where, you know, it's not uncommon during birth. Um, you know, it's a very, very intense process in your body that's really driven hormonally and by stressors. So, you know, if you maybe have not dealt with your pregnancy loss and you're having some sort of, you know, experience with maybe like post-traumatic stress or um, just stress because you're afraid from your previous pregnancy popping up, that would be something that a doula would be able to kind of like help you talk through and recognize. And, you know, a doula is with you your entire experience, you know, where a nurse or your provider isn't. So you would have an additional support from outside of just you and your partner to help you talk through and work through some of those fears that you may be having because of a previous pregnancy loss yeah, and help kind of get your birth going in, you know, the right direction. Because when your body during labor experiences stress, um, that can slow your labor down. Um, When you're firing all of these stress hormones like adrenaline and things like that, you're blocking the oxytocin and the hormones that need to work to make your your labor progress. Um, So it's always, I mean, everybody can benefit from a doula from that perspective as well because other things outside of pregnancy loss can cause that same kind of thing to happen during birth. But it's nice to have somebody there that has also been with you during pregnancy and talked with you about this experience to help you kind of work through some of that stuff that might crop up. Absolutely. Especially like, because you, like you said, <clears throat> your nurse and your doctor, like they're there during your appointments. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like they're not, they're not <clears throat> really like fully a part of everything that you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. And again, they're, they're focused on you know, your, your medical well being. And so, you know, my quick elevator speech for people is a doula is there to take care of the rest of you, like your mind and your soul and like things that are as equally important to who you are, Mm -hmm. um, but isn't really the main focus of your provider. 
I love that. Any advice for pregnant or some, you know, anybody that's pregnant or someone trying to get pregnant? Um, like number one tip for them. Yeah. That's putting you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what I would say, like my number one tip in general with life is, you know, if you're trying to get pregnant, um, or, you know, you've been trying is in general, go, go see somebody like a therapist. Yeah. Um, Because it's super tough. Um, and that's just like my, my cure for everything. Um, but truly like, even if you haven't experienced a pregnancy loss, um, please go see a therapist while you're trying to get pregnant or an early pregnancy because, um, you're about to make like a huge change in your life and it's going to be wonderful, but it's going to be challenging and you've never done it before. And especially if you have experienced a loss, it's just nice to talk to somebody that's there to listen to you and help you figure out tools on how to cope with that stuff. I mean, I wish everyone could just see a therapist all the time Yeah, <laughs> for everything. Um, but that would be my biggest thing for anybody trying to get pregnant because it's going to set you up with realistic expectations for what pregnancy, birth, and parenting can be um, and just help you in general learn to be a lot kinder to yourself. Definitely. And I think, you know, when you're trying to get pregnant or if you are going through pregnancy loss, it's typically it's not something that you blast all over the internet like me. No. You, <laughs> you know, you, you talk through it with anybody and everybody. It's something that a lot of people hold in. So just mm-hmm. to have somebody to go to to release it, I think would be so helpful if you're not, especially if you're not willing or open enough or comfortable enough to be as vulnerable as, yeah. you know, jumping on a podcast and talking about it or yeah, throwing it you, out on YouTube. <laughs> you've done a really great job too of like talking about your experience versus your husband's experience and that whole dynamic. And I would say the same thing, like both you and your partner should go to therapy because yeah. it is something that, especially if you aren't, you know, like you, Shelly, and you're not going to share it with everybody. I think we think that then our partner needs to be the person that like kind of is our emotional unloading zone. Um, which isn't always healthy. <laughs> no, which isn't always help, healthy and they aren't experiencing it in the same way as you are. They may not even be experiencing it, right? They, yeah. they might not even recognize it, you know, this, this loss or this pregnancy journey um, the same way. I'm sure you felt, felt this way with Matt, but like my husband never really fully recognized, like didn't, it didn't click. Yeah, I was pregnant until I was like in my third trimester. Uh, like it same. just it totally <laughs> never really clicked with him in those first that first trimester when I was just terrible <laughs> was not helpful <laughs> for him. And I was like, you should maybe go see somebody because I am not being a good person right now. <laughs> I can completely relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> So where can people find you if they want to reach out to you or if they want to be set up with you as their doula? Where could they find you? There's a lot of places. Um, first of all, um, they can go to my website, thesownseed.com, um, or they can find me on Doula Match, which is like a dating site, but for doulas. Um, so 
it's essentially a place where you can go to find all of the doulas in your in your area and once I have availability. Um, I'm also um, a member of the Childbirth Collective here in the Twin Cities, which is a collective of birth professionals. Um, I'm actually on the board of that uh, nonprofit. Um, and so they have a bunch of doulas and birth workers listed on their website as well. Um, and then you can also follow me on Instagram. Surprisingly, that's where a lot of people find me. They will come to me and be like, I've just been following you on Instagram and I really want you to be my doula. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, your, in- <laughs> your Instagram is pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I come from like a marketing and communications um, experience in my okay. previous life. So <laughs> it works well with your doula business as well um okay so I'm gonna actually link all of that in the description below uh thank you so much Gina for jumping on I learned a ton and I know everybody listening did as well so this was really helpful absolutely thank you for having me all right I'll talk to you later thank you okay bye bye Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.